0: The Leadership File, on Premier. Welcome to The Leadership File, the show that helps you lead better. I'm Andy Peck, host of the show. We've broadcast over 550 shows, but never one on our topic today. It was provoked by my listening to a Defining moment CD by Willow Creek UK and their conversation with Peel Hybels, of course, who's the senior pastor at Willow Creek. We're going to look at soft skills. And in the CD, Bill Hybels talked about the way in which his, in his leadership training, he'd overlooked what he calls soft skills in favour of the classic skills, such as casting vision, building team, motivating, inspiring, managing change, to name just a few. So talk, talk about soft skills of leadership. I'm delighted to be joined by Major Jeff Chape who's just recently become a, a regional learning and development officer in the Salvation Army at the William, William Booth College in London. So welcome, Jeff.
1: Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Um, uh, your, your journey into leadership, first of all? Uh, well, it started as a, as a young lad, really. I was uh, in the northeast of England. I was an electrician mm. in uh, Middlesbrough, and I was attending the Salvation Army, but it wasn't a, a deep personal experience. Mm. It was traditional. It was part of my family upbringing. And then in my teenage years, my mother became quite ill. And in that, I began my own personal searching. Mm -hmm. I couldn't no longer depend on just taking off hers. (laughs) And I developed my own personal searching and my own personal faith and my own personal development. And in making a decision of faith for myself, I also felt God saying to me that there was a personal need for me in that obedience to follow him. At that point, I didn't know what it was. I was just a young teenager. Uh, but in the years to come, I was very happy in my work, but there was this constant nagging away that I needed to follow him into a leadership position. I was part of a very small church, I gained some local leadership experiences even as a young lad there, and that began the journey of understanding what leadership can be and what you can do as part of being a leader.
0: Yeah. And Was that mostly in Middlesbrough?
1: Yeah, And and
0: that's where you served, in the Salvation Army?
1: Yes, in a a very small church in Middlesbrough, um, in a very difficult suburb of Middlesbrough. But it was there that I learned what it was to bring what for me was a quite middle-class upbringing Mm -hmm. into what for some people was a very chaotic life and how being given some responsibility for helping to lead, even at that age, could bring some kind of... Effect in their life, so and that began for me my journey, that eventually led me towards full time ministry.
0: Right, and um, that that you become um, within the Salvation structure. Just to, for for those who are un, unfamiliar yep. with that, yep. how, what does that look like? The kind of leadership, what kind of levels did you you attain and, and move right through? at that point
1: in time, uh, I was very much into music, uh, brass bands. <laughs> And so my first sort of experience of leadership was in teaching youngsters how to learn uh, brass instruments and bringing them together and just being part of their life and their living because especially when some of them came from chaotic life backgrounds, mm. you know, things like home practice that sometimes we take for granted were just not possibilities. Mm. And life circumstances sometimes made the very simple aspects of learning quite difficult. So you began to become involved in in life, not just the program. (laughs) Mm. And you began to become involved even as a youngster with with their family situations and Mm. how people, even despite being a youngster, were willing to talk with you because they felt that you had something to offer as a leader Mm. into their situation.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, you,
1: I mean, within within the Salvation Army, you're now a major. What does that, how does that... It just means I've been around for a while as, <laughs> as an older officer now. Okay. Okay. So I've been in ministry for thirty years. Well. Um, so it, it's yeah, it's, it's about being around for a while rather than anything else. Okay.
0: No, well, I, was, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm just, I was just fascinating. as it? slightly like yeah. myself of what's going on. Uh, and you now work at the William Booth College in London. So yes. Um, uh, what is the Salvation Army send most of its
1: potential recruits to
0: there or how's
1: it yeah it's the Salvation Army Center for Learning Mm -hmm. so we do have the all the cadets who are coming into uh, officer training who want to become ministers Uh, so all of them come for the the two years of residential training Mm -hmm. so before they come in they do a few years of home training then they do the two years residential training and then they've got five years following that so we're part of the two years residential training and then part of the group I'm in um, follows that up in the next year so we have responsibility for their ongoing learning and development right the way through their ministry. Well, that's fantastic. I
0: mean because that is that's the classic challenge yes. is is um you know, it's all very well you learning this stuff, you know, at college. Then yep. you go out into the That's right. The real ministry and then you have other questions often.
1: Yeah. And it's very hard when you're in two years residential to, to keep things in context. Mm. So the stuff you learn <laughs> Yeah. You know, uh, in an educational sense that when you get outside and you have to face people and you have to face programs, and you have to face responsibilities, it's very easy to forget those yeah. things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, we're, we're talking today about um, soft skills. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Hybels lists them, um, I'm not saying you need to talk about these, but he yeah. talks about the importance of grit or tenacity, self-awareness, resourcefulness, self-sacrificing love and knowing what he calls your white hot why, by which he means leaders knowing why they're leading. <laughs> yeah, and he, I think his experience was that he'd been t- training people in leadership, and talking about the classic, you know, skills of leadership, and yet people had still, even though they were doing those things, failing yeah. to actually lead others and often, um, you know, ending up leaving leaving a church because yes. of conflict and stuff. Yeah. and it was the soft skills that he thought were minis- were missing. I just thought. Uh, we've never looked at that yeah. as such on a on a leadership program. And I think, oh.
1: especially in the first five years of ministry, that's where a lot of the stumbling comes along. Yeah, yeah. Because your education is all about you know the vision casting, mm-hmm. about the mission awareness, mm-hmm. and all those hard skills. Yeah. And sometimes you do take for granted those soft skills that actually we're dealing with people, not just programs. Yeah. yeah. And that we're people ourselves. Mm-hmm.
0: And so maybe we could look at a few yeah. few of these, or and you can suggest others yourself i mean i'm, I'm fascinated by the, the self-awareness if we start mm-hmm. there yep because that is so often uh, a, a kind of area where um leaders struggle um because they have they sometimes have blind spots and nobody's helped them that's right <laughs> to, to realize yeah um so t- talk a little bit about how how someone listening and um you know might might reflect helpfully what, what what do we need for, for, for good
1: self-awareness? I think one of the most important things is space and time to be able to reflect on those things. Because mm. what you find once you get into church leadership is it can be very hectic and very moving and, and, and fast changing. It's very easily not to sit down to look back mm. and be self-reflective and you're just moving on and sometimes it's not enough to say that, that I'm doing God's work. Mm we sometimes have to be God's heart in a situation. And we need to reflect upon that. And occasionally we need somebody who we can trust, who's able to see that and talk into that for us Mm. and be very honest, but very loving in that Mm. with no agenda items, but just this real desire to come alongside and share that journey with you. Not necessarily to give you advice. (laughs) You know, it's not necessarily a coach, but just somebody who's willing to reflect back what sometimes we don't reflect ourselves. Mm -hmm. And sometimes ministry can be very lonely. Um, Sometimes with the boundaries of of, of ministry, who you can and who you can't talk to about certain things because of confidentiality, pastoral issues, it can be very hard to find that person. And so then you fall back on how self-reflective are you, which unless you're practiced at that, can become under pressure. So one of the big, big challenges, I think, is finding somebody who can be there to be a means of God speaking to you, when sometimes he can't get to you particularly.
0: Um, And would there be other tools that you might use? I mean, journaling, is that a kind of thing? Yes. doing some sort of diary?
1: Yep, I mean, that is always a a good way. And it put things in context as well, because it gives you patterns because it also sees where you've been before and you look back on what you said before and what were the mistakes there and what can I do now and what can I do in the future. It, it, that reflects a journey, not just an issue. No, no. Um, I think also taking the time to, to actually look at, at scripture itself. I mean the whole Philippians thing where it says to us your attitude should be the same as Jesus. Not just your work <laughs> should be the same as Jesus, your attitude should be the same as Jesus. And I think we've got to keep looking at the person Jesus was. And I mean, he, he was surrounded by people despite his best leadership, you know, still fell around around him. You know, the, you know, Thomas was still struggling sometimes with his own humanity. John still struggled with looking around him. So Jesus had to say to him, what is that to you? You know, so he was surrounded by the humanity that even with his leadership, Never accomplished its fullness. And sometimes we have got to just keep looking and reminding ourselves of that consistency of attitude of Jesus. Mm. And uh, it's so important that we reflect Jesus and not just the programmes.
0: Indeed, indeed. We're listening to the Leadership File with me, Andy Pack. I'm joined this week by Jeff Chape. Jeff is the uh, recently become a regional learning and development officer in the Salvation Army at the William Booth College in London. We'll be back just after this welcome back to leadership farm with me andy peck i'm joined this week by major jeff chape jeff is a regional a regional learning and development officer in the salvation army at the william booth college in london we were talking before the break of how he came to faith up in middlesbrough and uh, largely uh worked there with uh, within the salvation army uh, and we're looking this week at, at soft skills and uh, jeff's very kindly agreed to come and talk with us and share a little bit of some of his experience of uh, 30 years in uh, in leadership uh, some of the soft skills that uh, and this was a uh, came about partly through my listening to a cd by bill hybels on the soft skills bill hybels being the senior pastor at willow creek community church in um, in uh, chicago so um, coming on to an- another soft skill and that is that of uh, grit or what uh, is sometimes called tenacity that capacity to to keep going, and uh, you know, you're you're a man who's <laughs> been going for thirty years plus. Well, yeah. uh, now reached the, the title of major. So, uh, you know, were there ever any moments when you thought, "Hey, I can't, I can't cope anymore"?
1: Yes, yeah, and actually, they're probably more regular than I'd like to think yeah. about. Hmm. Uh, and that sometimes the greatest steps that I've learned about myself, because we've just been talking about self-awareness, are because of those times when. I thought I had those hard skills, (laughs) but actually the hard skills were not enough. And it actually led me into places where maybe I've said the wrong thing, done the wrong thing, been in the wrong place, not picked up the right little message, you know, and not visited somebody I should have picked up on the Sunday, you know, and a week is a long time for people who are in in circumstances and loneliness. And if you don't pick up those messages and the guilt and and the... hope that you have of, of being a pastor of a church becomes quite fragile and so grit, resourcefulness, um, the ability to have some res- resilience is so important. Yeah, yeah. And uh, is that something you kind of find from within
0: yourself, know, obviously prayerfully, but you just mm-hmm. kind of, you're dogged or are there things that you can put into place in your life that will help?
1: I think there are things that you put into place, and I think there are some skills in there that you need to develop in yourself. When we talk about grit, I have this picture of, you know, the old film with John Wayne, <laughs> you know, true grit as, of this ornery kind of person. I'm not too sure I want to be ornery <laughs> in, in my, my grit and, and my resilience, but I do want to have something that is sure and certain that I feel is important enough that sometimes I'm willing to take the difficulties in order to achieve the fullness. Yep. And you've got to hold on to that. You've got to know what it is you're 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 looking towards because if you lose sight of that, then you're just dealing with the issue rather than the journey. Yep. And the, the minister who has lost sight of the journey and only dealing with the issues soon becomes submerged with the issues.
0: Yep. And is there a, an average time that a Salvation Army le- leader would be in a, a local church do, do, do people move on typically or how does it work
1: it's becoming more and more varied as we're learning okay. more and more lessons about how ministry works as culture is changing
0: because because the thing about tenacity of course is not it's not just staying in leadership but just staying in the same church yes. leadership which may be tough because it's not working as you might have hoped it.
1: that's right i mean we're getting now you know, officers who are staying in their church appointments now in, into 10, 12 and more years. Yeah. Um, which is a whole set of, of learning about what it is to have the ability to last that long. Yeah. But there's also the, the great joy of having the depth of understanding and being with people in a journey that long. Yeah. That also balances that out. That sometimes in shorter Appointments, you you don't build the depth enough yeah. to build the resourcefulness to get the grit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you you just used the word resourcefulness, which is what one of the soft skills I was going to move on to. And um, I, I guess I think Hybels, from you know talking about resourcefulness, his his idea was this capacity to be. You know, when you're thrust into situations where you you don't know what to do, you know, you yes. you they didn't cover that at college. Kind yes, that's right. Yes. And, <laughs> and there's a whole whole host of ethical issues sometimes, and sometimes it's maybe a building program you hadn't expected yep. or whatever. Having the resourcefulness to to to, to get through that and to mm-hmm. know what to do next. So maybe you could talk to that for a
1: little, little while. Yeah, I mean, there are those sort of programmed resourcefulness things, and there are those as those in spiritual leadership in church leadership will have those on the doorstep resourcefulness things yeah. that nobody prepares for you until you open the door and somebody stood there saying this is my circumstances this is my situation so you, you're having to have both the, the immediacy resourcefulness and the long-term resourcefulness uh, of, of those things
0: it, I mean I suppose one of the one of the concerns and challenges for a leader is that there's a sense in which they, sometimes the person looking at them is they're representing Christ in a, in a small sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and therefore you're not wanting to let them down.
1: That's right. <laughs> yeah.
0: And and uh, you know I, you, you just mentioned you know the, the the challenge of meeting someone on the door, and and, you know what what's going through your mind and heart when you when you think crumbs I'm. I'm not where I'd like to be on, on this issue, whatever that might be.
1: I think there's a, there's a realisation at that point how human we are, and that we need almost to learn the art of praying as we're talking, yeah. you know, and falling back into a place where God sits yeah. <laughs> rather than where we sit because of our skills. Yeah. I think in these days of greater education and of skill learning, we can very easily fall into the trap of thinking we are sufficient in ourselves for the vast majority of circumstances. But there's an old Latin phrase called set deus, set deus, let God be God. And sometimes we have to be in that place as part of a whole process of of learning and sharing with God in those quiet times, in those quiet places, where we have to allow God to speak as God wants to speak and not as we have learnt to speak. Yeah. And that can't happen if you haven't been there before. No, sure, sure. You know, you've got to be in those quiet places. You've got to understand what God's voice is. And, uh, and you'll learn the best way to, to pick out that voice amidst all the other sounds that sometimes we're associating life with yeah, yeah. when we're faced with those challenges.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Heibels talks about the knowing your white hot why. Yeah. And I think it's a, a book by Simon Sinek, um, Start With Why, which he... Where he says most leaders don't know the, the why of what they do. In other words, they get so involved in, mm-hmm. in leading, they forget why they've ever been involved in. That sounds daft, perhaps, um, but but it's 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 the reality, I think, of Christian leadership. So, um, uh, and you're obviously you know in a, in a college where you're you're seeking to help people to sustain their ministry. over That's time. right. Yeah. So talk a little bit about about that that element of of the soft
1: skills of of, of knowing in, inside yourself why you're doing what you're doing. As human beings, even as leaders, you know, it's very often to have the iceberg syndrome where actually we live according to the things we can see. And we become consumed by the things we can see that, you know, they say a third of the iceberg is above the water and two thirds underneath, where actually the basis of all our ministry is the two thirds underneath, because that gives us the purpose of the journey. Because, like we were saying earlier, if all we have are the, the things you can see, the programs that are above the water, we become consumed by them so that we become submerged by them, if I can mix my metaphors. Whereas having the, the two thirds underneath gives us the balance to be able to, to remain strong. Yeah. And that is about having a purpose of a vision. It's not just about casting the vision, it's, it's having a vision of, of ourselves of who we are in God, as well as who people are in God around us. And then holding on to that. So, whatever happens around us, you know, when it talks about in James, you know, being buffeted, but not being changed because of those mm-hmm. waves. Um, what the church needs is to have a certainty that comes out of God's presence, not our, out of our programs. Yeah. And too often, our programs are the things we can see on the top. But the presence are those things that keep us going yeah, yeah. under the water.
0: Well, uh, and uh, I almost forgot that um, the last one that, that Hybel's lists is your, is what's called self-sacrificing love, which perhaps, to some degree, may be the most important. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, under guarding it all, and and I think what Hybel's was 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 picking up on was the fact that um, that that you can be casting vision, you can doing all sorts of stuff, but actually if, if the heart of, of Christ within you is not to love those yeah. who you've come to serve, then it's it's just a program like a business might be yes.
1: yeah. Uh, one of the, the great books I love reading from time to time is, is Henry Nguyen, The Wounded Healer. Yes. You know, and that last chapter when he talks about that journey of the wounded healer and his willingness, not just being in the place to be wounded but his willingness to be wounded and that actually in the wounding we share something of Christ's journey and share something of his heart Mm. you know that there he was on the cross and he was dying and there was people laughing at him and spitting at him and people rejecting him and he was surrounded by all of that and yet it never changed his heart it was painful but he was willing to be there Mm. and even you know when we, we look at the story in Gethsemane when you know, Jesus saying, you know, if it's your will, take this cup from me, but not my will, but thine be done. As a Christian leader, you know, I have to seek that at times I have to be willing to be wounded in order to understand what it is to love as he loves, to listen as he loves, to 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 see because he loves. And out of that, then to have the same attitude as Christ Jesus has. And not to consider myself equal with God, but to be his servant. And sometimes the servant has to do those things that the master wants, even if sometimes that requires a bit of hurting and a bit of wounding and a bit of pain. That is part of the journey.
0: And it was this obviously self-sacrificing love that the early church knew and and, mm-hmm. and enabled the, the Roman world to be filled with its That's teaching, right. eventually.
1: And sometimes we don't find ourselves until we take away the the top layers of self-sufficiency and find that place, where and it's in Corinthians, isn't it? Having nothing yet possessing everything. Yeah, yeah. And there's that beautiful moment where, in order to scrape away the possessing everything, mm. you know, we have to go through that painful moment in order to find that we actually possess everything.
0: Yeah.
1: And out of that, we then offer our leadership.
0: Mm um jeff um at times almost defeated us but um just to, to, obviously you're you're not here to promote particularly the salvation army but um but you know i'm sure william booth college has its own uh, website and place for people to go and find out more if they if they're you know, from that church background and feel a sense of calling in that direction?
1: Yes, yes. We have something uh, if you go to the Salvation Army uh, website and there's a link to the William Booth College Mm. and you don't have to be a Salvationist, you can do uh, part of our courses, which is called Open Learning. Okay. And there are a wide variety, everything from Christian history to leadership to biblical theological knowledge to to soft skills. Yeah. What is it to be a Christian in our world and the changing culture of our world? So um,
0: yeah, have a look at open learning. Fantastic, well, thank you very much. Well, you've been listening to The Leadership file with me, Andy Peck, and, and my thanks to, to Major Jeff Chape. So thank you, Jeff, for Pleasure. coming and sharing uh, on, on soft skills. Um, you can listen back to this recording, you go into the website, and uh, you can listen on demand for a month or so. And then um, all our programs are put onto iTunes permanently thereafter, so you can, uh, indeed, you can sign up to uh, iTunes and uh, get this to your listening device uh, every week. Uh, So thank you for your company this this Sunday afternoon. I look forward to you joining us again next Sunday at 3.30. God bless.